can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> isn't duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Listening to some new Cope here um, on the mix. Our CD player's broken, and uh, we can't really afford to get a new one yet, so utilizing the internet more. Thank you very much. YouTube, looking up Cope, everything's there. A beautiful mix of the Japanese Bjork behind the AltaCast. Here today for you, MutinyRadio.fm. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, should be here soon. I actually contacted her in multiple ways and said it's happening i promise the show is happening hey uh and and it is isn't it i had a disturbing thing that happened this week it's not that disturbing it's just my ego is a little bit perturbed shall we say uh i was supposed to headline Headline! Oh my god! Pam Benjamin headlining! Why would anybody do that? Uh, no, it, was ex- it was exciting that um, Erie Diamond gave me an opportunity to headline a show, and a lot of people don't usually uh, do that, which is silly because I have a lot of material and I'm really, really funny. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, I got to the bar, Blondies. And I didn't have an ID because I'm 44 fucking years old. <laughs> I'm 44 years old. And I didn't bring my ID with me because I was headlining and I was not able to be in that bar. They kicked me out. So the ABC is real, yo, and they follow my ass around town. Ugh. Anyways, yeah, bring your ID. So I didn't get to headline. And I was really bummed about it. It was only 20 minutes anyway, but still, like, I have a really solid 20 right now, so I'm going to do it this week at Pamtastics. I'm going to take things seriously. I'm going to host my show, but I'm going to do my set at the end, and I'm going to do my 20-minute set that's all my feminist jokes all at once um, to see if it's just too much heavy-handed feminism. 
if, if, if men can handle it in the audience, if they can be funny for long enough, if I can throw in enough dick jokes and scrotum jokes to talk about feminism at the same time. I think feminism is hilarious. It means more than ever. It means something, doesn't it? Small woman-owned business here in the mission. Support Mutiny Radio by pressing that donate button. If you found this podcast on our website, go to that front page. Give us five bucks. It makes a difference, especially since like we need a new CD player and we need a new website and we need an app and we need to pay the rent. We need, we need, we need. It's just constant. I just constantly feel like I'm begging everybody for money. What a life. What a world. What a life. Oh, I hope the Latoya is coming. I can't do another one of these by myself. Uh, like last week. I was, was I hung I was hungover as fuck because I stayed up until five in the morning. I remember now. See, I remember now. Trying to forget. Uh, it's been a really, it's been a really interesting week too with, um, good friends and uh, recognizing personal limitations in our relationships with external substances. <laughs> We're all dealing with it. I, I mean, I was so upset on Monday that I, I did. I mean, I wasn't so upset. I was bummed though. So I went and I drank and I had, I had, one more IPA than I should have. And I had one less, you know, taco than I should have. So yesterday was not the easiest of mornings, whatever. But I worked last night and it was great. And I love my job. And thank you so much counter offer for being awesome bosses and making like, it's one of those jobs where I love cooking so much. And I really enjoy cooking for people that it's like a, I don't know. It's I, sometimes I can't believe it. I'm like, I enjoy it so much that I'm like, Oh, I get a paycheck for this too. Which is silly, but, um, I really do love to cook. It makes me feel good about myself because I'm creating something that other people are consuming to sustain their life. And also for the, for their enjoyment, which I appreciate a lot. So yay food. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been getting kind of existential. Nobody liked my, f I, I thought that I was being so clever when I said that, uh, you know, we're all using the same 26 letters. Therefore, all thought is derivative and all words are hack. And I thought that was funny and cheeky and, and nobody cared. <laughs> oh, it's so like the, the worst thing about being a comic or doing whatever we're doing podcast or whatever is that it's constantly screaming into the void and being like I'm here I exist I'm alive that some I'm somehow important is that what I'm looking for is some kind of importance I don't know respect I don't know man work oh not not I mean just work and that I would want to I mean Wow, to be able to get paid to do comedy would be like, phew. yeah. This is what I said last year at this time. Out of necessity is born deliciousness. Super medicated sour cream, salted caramels. Genius is sometimes accidental. 
Yeah. Maybe I, maybe it's just my, my egos. Oh wait, now, the, now there's some comments. So I said, we're all, if we're all using the same 26 letters, is any thought not derivative? All words are hack. And uh, I got ones and zeros, baby. And uh, everything is... Oh, this is a funny one. Except for Facebook posts, I now communicate exclusively through interpretive dance. That's good. Anyways, is, is, is anyone's life real? Is it all just a simulacrum and we're all pretending to be something else on Facebook? Let's listen to some Kobe while I figure out... Bless me. While I figure out where LaToya is, because, oh. I need her. If she's not coming today, I've got to, like, prepare somehow quickly with stuff. All right. Thanks for listening. Sufficiently tripped out. That's Cope for you. She's awesome. Um, so Latoya is running about ten minutes behind, which means she should be here any second, which is super exciting and wonderful. Because as listeners of the show, you would recognize that I have no idea what's happening in the world. I just can't even. Uh, like Wednesdays is when I find out like what's going on in the United States because I just I'm so the overwhelming stress of what's happening right now I feel like it's pressing down on people and we don't even necessarily recognize that this shit is real like they've really outlawed abortion after six weeks in Georgia they're really saying that people who get abortions should have the death penalty they're really saying that fetuses are more important than actual children, which makes so little sense to me that you care so much about this thing that isn't a thing yet. 
And once the baby's out, it's like, oh, you want your welfare? Oh, you want your, you want your food stamps? You want checks? You want medical? You want you what? You want you want free health care for this 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 baby? This important? I, I really feel like they're coming at it from a money perspective, and that kids when they're in families that are doing well are great little consumers they have to be have to buy a ton of products to have a kid there's a ton of stuff you need it's like insane how much stuff babies need or don't i mean i don't know i've i've seen like documentaries about women in africa that just hold their babies and they don't even have diapers they're like oh why know when it's going to go potty and they hold it away from their body because it's like if you're always hanging out with your kid you know exactly what's going on right but now we're like we push them away from us, literally in strollers. <laughs> uh, well, I really hope that Latoya comes soon. We should listen to more Cope. Right. I found something I want to read. Latoya will get here while I'm reading this. Uh, I think this is important. This is from the Montgomery Advertiser, meaning Montgomery, Alabama. Belly of the beast. Buckle of the Bible belts. How does new Alabama abortion law compare to Georgia's fetal heartbeat law? In 2019, more than a dozen states have either passed or attempted to pass stricter abortion legislation. Alabama became one of them Wednesday when Governor Kay Ivey signed one of the restrictive laws of its kind in the nation. This is from May 15th, so it's not too stuff. Uh, Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill a week prior to Ivey that would make performing an abortion illegal once a heartbeat is detected. That new law is scheduled to take effect on January 1st, 2020, whereas Alabama's is slated to take effect in November. Two other states, Ohio and Mississippi, have passed legislation similar to Georgia. The bills are expected to face litigation. Here are the similarities and differences between the Georgia law and the Alabama law. When can you get an abortion? Current state law in both states outlaws abortion after 20 weeks unless the woman's health is at risk. Georgia's newly signed law would change the time period to six weeks of pregnancy, a time period in which many critics say women aren't even aware of their pregnancy. Alabama, you know, but I knew um, with my last abortion years ago, uh, five years ago, five years ago, four or five years ago, five years ago I knew right when I we were having sex my wonderful amazing boyfriend Jonathan and it was back in that we were still in our first year of our relationship so we were just like just bunnies right and I knew I felt like I think I'm I think that I'm ovulate and I kind of was like and I knew that he did he didn't pull out because we didn't at that time we didn't have an IUD and uh and I wasn't on the pill because I don't believe in the pill. I, I feel like it's um, it's a way to remove creativity from middle class white women. 
I was uh, on the pill for years, and I got off the pill, and I wrote a novel in six weeks. It was like, oh, did this was this were these hormones potentially suppressing my I don't know personality? Anyway, I have a piece of copper in now, but I knew like right when he did it, like the next day, I was like, we're fucked, and I should have gotten the morning after pill. Why didn't I? I don't know why I didn't. That was dumb. That was a mistake. And I, I knew like right away. And when I went in to get tested, I was like, I think I'm pregnant. Um, they said, you detected this really early. Like, I mean, I was at like 20 days or something. That was like the earliest. So that's the crazy thing is if like 20 days is sort of the earliest that you can detect. Yay. If 20 days is the earliest you can detect a pregnancy, but six weeks is when it's illegal or when it's so okay six weeks is six times seven is 42 so you're talking a difference of 27 days because you don't even know you can't even tell you're pregnant until 20 days in so they're basically saying that from the moment that you could possibly know which when they told me about mine they were like wow you caught this early so between 20 and 42 days so 22 days they say, well, better find out that you're pregnant. Otherwise, it's so super illegal. I think that's, I think that nut, that's nutballs. I think that that's, I think it's fucking bananas. It's crazy times. Latoya, sheriff of truth in the house. Abortion. Abortion. I love abortion. Man, we've got a new piece of art from Ant, and it's abortion-based. It says, more baby killers, less baby killings. And there's a picture of a fetus with a, a, with a, with a hat on it, a, a, a war hat, a helmet. Because that's what it's about. See, that's the thing: is if if we if you keep and what which are the which are the states? Georgia. What's Ooh, in Georgia? Um, a lot of dumb white people. And Louisiana went hard too. And so is um, my state, Missouri. Mm. Alabama hard in the paint, hard. Uh, and here's the other one is uh, there. There were a couple of them. Mississippi Ohio and Ohio. Mississippi and Ohio have passed legislation similar to Georgia. But so the thing that's so crazy. Is that if six weeks of pregnancy, six times seven is 42. But if you don't, you can't know, you can't know you're pregnant until at least 20 days. That gives you 20, that gives you 22 days, 22 days to not get in trouble for having, it shuts you down. And if there's only one abortion clinic in the motherfucking state or whatever my uh, state missouri right there's one in the entire state they're trying to they're trying to shut down the last they've been trying to shut down they tried to shut it down last friday yeah that one and actually uh the courts ruled that uh to keep it open well thank god yeah um what's funny is that's the same abortion clinic my mom had her abortion at wow yeah um, can you not hear me? Well, it's I can, but there's a tether, so you don't oh. have to. You don't have to plug directly into the box. You can. There's a tether that comes out of it. Um, yeah, this whole abortion thing is like crazy to me because did did Gloria Steinem not do enough work? What what happened in the 70s that all that work that those women got undone so quickly? What the fuck is wrong with us that all that hard work? There's fucking 70, 80 year old ladies that are like, you dumb bitches, like right? Like how did we fuck it up? Who fucked it up? How did we fuck up? Roll back all the rights that they worked so hard for. Well, you know what's Burnt really <laughs> what's really disparaging is um, I watch uh, this dude. His name's Roland Martin, um, and he had a congresswoman from Louisiana. 
Louisiana because uh, now what's going on in Louisiana uh, the abortion thing as well um, but the the governor there is a Democrat and she signed on to the uh, kind of like sort of like I guess you can say abortion ban and there's this black woman who um, is a Democrat who also signed to the what? abortion yeah what? and you know the interviewer Roland turn Martin turn it on your own kind we're women oh, why yeah. would you want- Mary Landrew is the governor uh no, yeah. Why would you turn yeah. on us, ladies? Why? Why roll back? Why why let the patriarchy stand? The patriarchy has constantly been subjugated. We're subjugated with the fucking prefix. We haven't even changed the language. Finally, we're doing some gender reassignment pronouns, and everybody's getting a little bit more woke about that, Are especially we? in Oregon. Oregon's a little different. It's a different place. But they're, <laughs> they're definitely more woke about it. But still, all of the words. I came up with a new one this week. Hi, men. Hi, men. Because it's like, hi, men, you can have sex with me now. Hi, men, hi, men. Like this, all the things that have to do with menstruation. The one thing you can literally never do and your name's all over it. Like, what the fuck? Well, here's another thing. Hi, men, hi, men. Here's another thing. Hi, man. Um, another thing that's going on in Louisiana, because this just baffles me, and this comes into the whole abortion thing. So... Um, in Louisiana, they do not have. They're trying to get a bill, basically, not to have an age on when you could get married. What? Which means you can marry a nine-year-old. Yes, they're trying to uh, certain legislations. And we're, and we're talking. And everybody gets on the case because abortion is about morality. You yeah, this is, the, this is exactly. This is exactly you, what I'm. That you circle. Male-dominated patriarchal society. Don't let women have choices. But I want to fuck a nine-year-old. Yeah, and the, and this comes into it's the abortion right. thing. It's my right. You know, if a nine-year-old or an eleven-year-old gets pregnant. You know, so they have to have the baby. Right. It's the, like, you, did we not all watch the color purple? Hello. No, but but here's something else that the black congresswoman said, because her this is her, a couple of her reasonings, which don't make any sense. So she said um, in the state of Louisiana, a lot of black women tend to had or have they had a, a basically have a lot of abortions, what have you. She gave us some numbers. The there's no why, access to birth control. There, it, Louisiana has a really shitty healthcare system. Right, They're, so that's they, the whole thing their, is that, and they have a mass blame, incarceration problem too. And you can't, you say, and you can't blame women for getting abortions when or for not getting it's an. It's economics. It's economics. Also, what what you want to, you want poor disenfranchised people to continue having babies so yes. you can have what fodder for so, your fucking incarceration so, machine. So they have the highest of the um uh the morality the, what is it the morality uh, mortality rate. Uh-huh. It, they have the highest in the country. Wow. So. For them to even fathom, on top of the fact that we're talking about the issue also of like, you know, them not having a, an age on when you get married, so which gross. is sick. So gross. That's even more sick. So now you're going to have, and the woman was also saying that, you know, we're trying to, you know, um, basically get the black population vote up here. That's, that's, that's false. That's, that's not going to happen. Okay. That black people have babies every day. It's, what it's about is basically the white population and the controlling of women's bodies. But here's another and thing. creating and creating more soldiers and more drug addicts and more oh, yeah. people to be Disen- incarcerated. More, disen- more disenfranchised. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. Because if you if more, you have a there, poor, if you have you a sixteen year old girl and you don't let her make a choice about her life and she's forced to have a kid and then she sort of resents and hates the kid forever. Maybe she beats the kid. Maybe she drinks to escape. Maybe she starts doing a little coke. Maybe she starts doing whatever she's doing. But she know, that kid knows and grows up. My mom doesn't really like me that much. You think that kid's not going to start doing? You start acting out, doing stuff, not giving a shit about school. It's not that 
Like you can't force people into being good parents. You have to let them make that choice. choice. You can't say you have to be a good parent now because then they're like, I didn't want this. I didn't. This is. I'm not even supposed to be here today. But I mean, there's also too the you know the woman's body could be in danger because of the pregnancy. Absolutely. So what this fucking bitch did again? I'm talking about the black Democrat out of Louisiana. Um, against your own kind. Oh, I can't. And sh- coon. Sorry, she's she's on the coon list too. She said, Rilla Martin asked her the question because um, she's like, it's about my Christian values. Mm-hmm. So he all, he asked her this question. He asked, so if it was your daughter, your niece, or your cousin, and she was raped or molested, so that girl, that woman, has to suffer for the fact of having a a baby from this trauma traumatization. Yeah, yeah. And sure. she said something like, well. It is something that God has to the whole Whoa. God Jesus thing. But here's the thing: don't or, you fucking force your religion on me. That's, that's the not, point. You know what? That's the whole Hell point with of this. It. Oh, what's your morality? You don't want to have an abortion? Then don't, don't have, have one. one. Don't have one. You're Keep not the forced baby. to. Don't have one. But honestly, like if I would have had that baby with John, the five years ago abortion, which was actually in June, kind of funny enough. Oh, also welcome to the year anniversary of my cat's death. Spike, may he rest in oh, meows. It's been a year already. It's been a year. He died Damn. June fifth last year. That's yeah. Quite- Poor Spike. I love that cat. I had a clean cat vomit. That's why I was late. Speaking of cats. Sorry. I I, I miss Spike. But um, I had had an abortion about five years ago in June. And it was right about when Jonathan and I had been dating for, we'd sort of just been together for a year. And we were like, I mean, he was 28. Yeah, he was 28. And I was however old I am, 11 years older than him, 39 or whatever. And 69. we realized like, this is not a choice we can make. We have to, I have to not have this baby. Now, I can't even imagine if I had a four-year-old right now. Like <laughs> I wouldn't be doing the show. I certainly wouldn't, the station wouldn't be around. Where, like what would my, what would my life be like? Would I be able to do comedy with a fucking four-year-old? I doubt it. You would have would, to talk to your parents. Would I, I know I'd have to talk to my parents. <laughs> like what? was I willing to make like no I don't want kids I want to go to Greece I want to go to Portland I want to disappear whenever I want you know what I like drinking I love drinking last night I drank during my shift I had four beers I had the best time because you could do that because I can do that because I work in a bar if I had a baby would I work in a bar probably maybe I I would I, I might have I'll probably be a bar mom I but mean, I wouldn't be there when I'm pregnant because that's just no, tacky. No, no. But I mean, no, the thing is, I, I and I think a lot of these uh, pro-lifers also get it twisted of the fact that we use this as some kind of birth control. No, no we don't. No one uses abortions no, as birth don't. control. No, we don't. Nobody All wants it takes to get one an time. abortion. Nobody wants to get one. No. Like, I mean, you once you have you're like god i need to get an abortion it's more like a need it's not like you don't grow up as a little girl being like you know what i want to do i want to use abortion as birth control as my i want to ruin my uterus Uh, yeah i just love it when i just love medical procedures i just (laughs) i love instruments my twat it's just like getting it's just like saying that i have a zit in my vagina it just needs to it's just a medical procedure you just have to pop it you just got to get it out just get it out it's it's just such a scary weird ass backwards fucking retarded time because everything that people are saying you know these pro-lifers 
you know, th- these are the states where the mortality rate is high. The, the health care sucks. The right. school system yeah. sucks. Yeah. Their whole state is poor yeah. or on the verge of being poor. And what do you do? What is your 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 uh, your option is? Well, fuck it. Let's just ban abortions and ha- make everyone have babies. Gross. You know, you're not. First of all, if you're going to do that, let's start right here. How many of these states have the death penalty? Ooh. If you're pro-life, because if you're pro-life, then that would mean everyone's life. Is that correct? Sure. And how many people are incarcerated in a lot of these, a lot of these states, if, by the if way? If you say you're pro-life and you step over a person who's sleeping in the street in San Francisco, shame on you. You're pro-life and there are people, there are 60-year-old people sleeping on cardboard Veterans. in the most expensive city in the world and we can't do anything about that and you say you're pro-life and the pro-lifers came here and an eight-year-old boy handed me a pamphlet with a picture of a dead baby on it. And that is wrong for so many reasons. A, you're an eight-year-old boy and you're going to tell me, a 44-year-old woman, you're going to give me advice on what to do with my uterus. The hubris of those parents to give literature to a boy. Those are people who should have been parents. Maybe if a little girl came up to me and was like, we, I have a uterus too and we should use it someday for the glory of the, of the king of the heavens or whatever. That's different. But a boy? You fucking send a boy to give me a pamphlet? He doesn't know about sex. He doesn't know about uteruses. He doesn't right. know anything about my life. How? What? Who the fuck do you think you are? I don't even the think... The pretentiousness of these fucking super ultra it's, religious people it's and the thing is like and to me they're not even religious they're just hypocrites and that's and that's they're doing it out of this morality stance though that they're saying that i'm a christian and i'm a moral person and therefore i would never murder a baby but it's like but, but i would but, rather well, murder a fetus than have it become a baby and then have it be a baby that has a shitty life because it doesn't because the, there's no one to take care of the baby that that baby will end up dying early on because of the environment that it's in right. so you're give, basically making the child commit suicide already sure. and by the way it's not a child it's, that's yeah it's a fetus um, it's not a it's, it's a bunch of it cells no heartbeat of the, Pe- but people are a collection of their experiences and babies don't have the ability not even like little babies like once they're out got it but when they're in there man Here's something that a lot of people They're just need to push. Yeah, people need to push back on the fact of like question their morality when it comes to the death penalty. Yeah. Because most of those people that call themselves pro-lifers are for the death penalty. It doesn't make sense. And if they're pro-life, why do they hate gay people so much? You know what? Their oh. lives matter too. Oh, it's a moral thing. I really care about what one person's genitals are doing with another person's genitals. Why do you care? Why do you care what people's genitals look like? Are you a creepy pervert? I need to know what everyone's doing with their genitals and only penises go into vaginas. Fuck it, man. Space doc. Put it in the butt. Stick I mean, it in your mouth. Stick it in your ear. I don't give a fuck. Call yourself a him, a her, a she, a they, a Z, a, a whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah. why does it matter so much? That they're so high and mighty moral. And where does that morality come from? Are you afraid of having a little finger in your butt? Is that the problem? Is I that think the big that, thing? Honestly, I think it has a lot to do with it. Because if you realize a lot of these evangelical people are, of course, the biggest hypocrites and the biggest freaks and the most repressed. Right. And you, they're the ones that you hear the really freaky, weird stories about. Right. Like For, glory holes in the bathroom of the fucking... 
Wasn't there a? It was like I a. Think we talked about that a while. It back. was a. It was a like a senator guy who was super Republican and in the airport. Oh yes, in Minnesota. He uh, yeah, that was a, uh, he was a representative of some place in Minnesota. He was a Republican, older guy. Yeah, yeah, in the airport. Yeah, yeah, I remember airport, that. Glory whole times. Yeah, that's a good one. And mm. then uh, the other one. I, I was let's thinking. talk about this for a second though. I don't have a dick, but let's say like I stick my well, I'm gonna stick my little clit up to a up to a <laughs> hole, and I want some random stranger to put their mouth on it like how's that work i don't well i mean i you guess put my lips on your right i put, put it my around. lips on if, your clip if you're Ooh, a dippy, dippy, dippy. if i'm a guy let's pretend i'm a guy and i have a dick let's pretend that my clit is elongated into a dick and i have an actual dick let's say that exists okay am i ever going to stick it into a random hole in hopes that someone might do something nice with it on the other end that is very like scary that's a scary proposition because there's no trust there there's no safe word there's no eye contact it's like here's a random hole i'm gonna stick it they could they could have scissors on the other end they could they could have they could not give they could not just jerking it around yeah they could slap it around i just feel like that's i don't think i would ever and to be the type of person that's like I mean, I guess because it's dangerous because you don't know what's going to happen, so that could be kind of exciting. The, but yeah, uh, no I, thanks. I, 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 I would never use a no. glory hole. Men do some really stupid some shit. Some really weird shit. Yeah, that's some weird shit. I, but, I mean, but if you want to do it, if that somehow floats your boat, like good, good on you. But it's Get. people like uh, the congressman that we were talking about, the guy who put his dick in the glory hole. He maybe he didn't want to get caught, but he ended up getting caught yeah. anyway. Ha ha. I we gotta find out what that dude's name. Because we'll um, there's so many. There's so many out there that and, pass these bills that are Republicans. And we need more women. I don't understand why we, I mean, we have more women. We got a lot more, but why we don't have 50-50 representation. Um, if we did, well, I know why. I'm going to tell you again. Yeah. What, 53% of women voted for? This oh, period? that's right. See, that's the thing. And, and that's what I learned in 2016, that only some people hate black people, but everybody hates women. Even women hate women. Yeah, we're, we're self-hating. Yeah. I we're mean, self-haters. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't like Hillary that much either, but I still think she was a better person for the job because she was actually experienced. Because she was the motherfucking Secretary of State, like but, she at least had an idea how to do the job. The guy that's doing it right now has no idea what guy? how to do the job. <laughs> How to do the job at all? What, what guy? That guy. That guy. That guy. Who wore the? I liked that picture. Did you see the picture where the the tux looked like a dick with balls? Oh, I got it. Was really no, fun. I gotta it was really it fun. Out. The way he wore his tux, it looked like a, oh, a, a like it was embarrassing a us still again. Um, but there is a going back to the uh, abortion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a so congressman a couple years ago in Tennessee. Um, that had I think we talked about this a couple of years ago when this story came out um, where he um, he's one of those pro-lifer anti-abortion folks made his mistress get an abortion oh and then uh, he had more than one mistress or one there's stories oh. about more of him about him coming out and more because morality is so important yeah so he made a couple of his mistresses get an abortion and this is the same family values guy yeah um, he's married by the way um, and he's the one that would sign on to these legislations of like uh, you know for the pro-lifers and what have you it's and anti-choice and he was hypocrites. also a homophobe of course hypocrites you know you can't you can't sign up 
pro-lifer and a, a racist and a homophobe i mean that's all one it's all it's yeah. one big category it's well it's it's and it's it's anti-life they say they're pro-life but then when it comes to people that are actually alive they don't, they don't give a, a shit yeah, they're like meh. Like, let's talk about the school system. Oh. I mean, that's. I mean, it's a whole other. I mean, everything. All this shit connects. I mean, yeah, it connects, and it's. I just don't understand. I'm. I'm pretty intelligent. And I feel like I'm pretty smarter than a lot of these Congress and senators that are making these laws. They're not. The point is that they're supposed to be. They're called representatives because they're supposed to be representing us. Well, they don't. And maybe I'm just yeah. too far to the left. Maybe I'm off the fucking scale. Maybe I'm a commie pinko liberal. <laughs> but I don't feel any of the. I feel that the representation is that Ocasio chick and that fucking green new party deal. I think that there are ways to fix things and yeah. it involves green technology and it involves I mean it involves forgiving student loan debt and involves taking care of people it involves feeding everyone giving everybody a place to live I think everyone deserves a place to live and I don't understand why we've decided that Republicans are like well no some people don't some people are better than others I can't some f- Americans are good but only rich Amer- only Americans with money we hate poor people and that should be America's slogan we hate poor people yeah I've never we hate f- poor people I've never found a Republican I've liked that's that's pretty <laughs> yeah. but they've never liked me yeah us as a people anyway so mm, go figure you, I mean but for you, someone else to to get a dollar they didn't earn someone had to earn a dollar they didn't get <laughs> for a dollar that they didn't uh it's, but it's all on the backs of someone yeah it's it, the thing it's just economically it doesn't make sense morally it doesn't make sense ever and the thing is it's gonna backfire if it, and it, it ho- hopefully it does go to the Supreme court court but here's the problem with that one too oh, we're kind of a little bit in trouble with the supreme court because now we have more conservative uh, yeah, uh, forever that are like 40 years old like yeah 44 year old uh, supreme court justice Brett Kavanaugh, he's good at rape. Um, <laughs> then we have Gorsuch. Yeah, such look, gore. Yeah, Gorsuch. He, he looks like such the uh, the eagle from a. Uh, well, he's Muppets. the one who's he's a pro. He's a pro lifer. He's a pro lifer. Such gore. He's not into the gore. He's like, he's like, don't have an abortion. Don't be all gory. But he's for corporations. Yeah. It's, then you got that fucking coon Uncle Tom Thomas. Um, <laughs> and then uh, remember that weird sexual scandal with the with the pubic hair on the long coke? duck dick dong. The, the coat. It was it was uh, Clarence Thomas with the with Anita, Anita Hill, Hill and the yeah yes long dong silver. That was from that too. Long Don Silver. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. Our, my you ten year old, the, yeah, my yeah. ten year old mind remembers Long Don Silver. That's so funny. That's really fucked. Well, like, it was because he was being, um, he was, he was, he was sexually nasty. harassing. He was just being sexually, he was sexually harassing. Yeah. Well, but then there's always that joke that I mean, sexual harassment is when ugly people flirt with you at work. Like, <laughs> I've never heard that one. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're like if you're good one. looking and you're and you're her, her flirting, it's called flirting. If you're ugly and you're flirting, it's called sexual harassment. Oh wow! So yeah, that's that's a good one. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah, Where have cute. I been? I mean, there's a there's a new there's a new there's a new cook in town at the counter offer, and uh, he's darling. He's of course a drummer. Has this really long blonde hair, and I was like. I think we could get some sexual harassment up in this in this counter offer. <laughs> no, it was uh, 
He's, he's new. He's a new guy. He's good. Break him in. Break him in. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, that's the thing is, I can make jokes like that because like I'm like one of the guys like, and I yeah. get it when the Trump's like, it was just locker room talk, blah blah blah, and I'm like. But do you need to be growth? I mean, but I love, I mean, that's I, the I, thing I, I love I, about feminism is I feel like guys are always going to objectify women. So it's my and, turn. Right. And so now I get to objectify equally. That's, thank you, feminism. Yeah. Thank you. I'm equal. No, people are still going to objectify. I'm still going to look at younger men. I'm still going to like look at the skateboard army and be like, yeah, skateboard army. But I've, been, I, I've always been that kind of person. I, it's to me, the PC culture that makes it like you know we should all be on the equal playing field and no one well, should we harass. Should. No, well, meaning like no one should harass each other. Oh, I, but I but but here's the reality: that shit is going to happen. Well, and there's a line and there's a sense of humor, right? right? That's so. The thing. For example, there was the guys in here the other day on Monday were all making fun of one particular comic, but everyone was sort of doing it together. But they were sort of in on the joke. Now a new guy who hadn't been here was actually here from Sacramento tried to like jump in with the disparaging comments of this one comic but because he didn't know him it came across really anti-semitic because he said something about his jew fro and um but it was a black guy and he had a fro so i was like is he connecting with him because of the froze but it was sort of disparaging and i had to say after i was like i know we're all making fun of our next comedian but we want to make it a safe space and we want to make sure everyone feels comfortable. oh that's not that's cool it was ian levy but he's so funny and he totally dealt with it and rolls with the punches but but there was like a moment where I was like, oh, that guy took it too far because he doesn't because you can call Ian Levy a piece of shit if you know him because he's not. He's the nicest person. So like, did he call him a piece of shit? No, no. He said something about his Jew. Because we and always talk about Jew I mean, I don't I didn't. I mean, we can always listen back to it and see. I, I would was, like to listen. Yeah, because I, I can I'm I can a, look it up. It was I'm Monday. ignorant. I don't give. Fuck. Well, and I want to keep talking about abortions or something. I want to make the music with Cope happen again. I, I um. Make make music with abortions. No, no. Okay. <laughs> 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 Woo! What's up, YouTube Live? Or wait, yeah, not YouTube. Sorry, uh, Instagram Live and oh, the podcast people out there. We're here. We're IG and live talking about abortion and all that fun stuff. Oh, another subject. Since I know you like to Netflix a lot. Uh, have you seen? Uh, what is it called? Um. Uh, when they see us no okay i suggest you watch it but it's in four parts and it's very heavy it's about the central park five. Oh. it's uh directed that's, by uh and and that's that was one where five kids were wrongly accused yeah. of d- murdering Ra- and dra- raping and dragging a white woman into the central park something like that yeah 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 uh, see she knows well um, i know because i know the original story yeah so it's a five or four part it's really heavy it's i've only went through one part everyone's talking about it it's on netflix i suggest you watch it um the uh it's racist it's it's very, it talks about that ad that 45 put out Ooh. um it talks We'll talk. I think we uh, we'll discuss it more once I get through it. It's yeah. it's just really heavy. It's I think you guys should watch it. Um, it's uh, talking about the rape in 1989 of those five, uh, four African Americans and one Latino brother uh, accused of rape, and they were exonerated because DNA found that it was not them. They end up finding the uh, criminal 
in how jail. awful to be wrongly accused of a crime and to know you're innocent and to be there like in jail and awaiting trial and being on trial and people maybe not having the best money for for representation but knowing that you didn't do it oh but it goes into like how they were interrogated and these guys these boys excuse me boys boys. were minors and as a minor you're supposed to have your parent in and the the popo had the parents not be in the room with them yeah Yeah, made them sign stuff that they did it's a whole fuck yeah and i mean if i was if i was a kid and i was being wrongly convicted of a murder i would be crying so much and having such a difficult time that like i definitely wouldn't be in the state of mind i'd be so malleable you could tell me to do anything and i'd probably do it because you it's such a disassociated back is up against the wall right and you're like i just want to get out of here i'll say whatever you want to get out of here yeah that's and especially when they keep them up and maybe they don't give them food they were beating uh, beating them oh abusing man. minors by the way but it, again it talks about it from 1989 to where we are in 2019 it seems like ain't shit changed well and it's that movie native son too that's right now oh on, i need to check that out on, on hbo and did you watch that i did but i read the book a billion times i read times. the book the book is ago. great and um the movie is modernized so it's still set in chicago but it's he's like a bike messenger kind of guy and all the rest of it happens but it's set in like today's times and it's crazy because that book was written in the 20s when African Americans were really disenfranchised and there wasn't I mean we hadn't gone through any of the of the civil, no civil rights, rights changes movement, there was yeah. no movement it was like the 20s and so that book was so like revolutionary back then but even now barely changing anything it still stood up like completely and it was another it was hard to watch because it was hard to watch for me because I've read the book so many times and I knew what was coming next and I'm like no no <laughs> don't put her in the furnace see i'm gonna that was another movie that i wanted oh, to watch there i'm like oh, i have tough. to be really stoned because i might throw something at the tv it's really hard to watch it's really it's one of those my grandparents my grandmother's the one that forced me to read that book when i was a kid and i'm glad she did i mean and then you get into communism at the end it gets weird and yeah. the death penalty and should you have should you not should you be saved and was it his fault and all these other kinds of crazy things it's crazy mm. to me yeah native son go watch it racism and abortion yeah and sexism homophobia <laughs> what's on for dinner yeah exactly put some chicken on it just eat some breitbart or have some <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you say eat some yeah, breitbart eat some breitbart <laughs> Or even better, what's the other Purdue? Eat some propaganda. Eat some propaganda. No, seriously. I mean, what's? I'm I'm a lady, and this abortion thing is really, really I've affecting actually, me. I, Gloria Steinem, I'm telling you, she was a badass, and the ladies did so much work there in the 70s, and we've rolled it all back. And can I blame the millennials? I don't think so. No, I don't think I, I think can blame them on this I, I think, one. I think it's squarely on my generation's shoulders. I, I think it. No, I think it's also the baby boomers too, which would be. But they're worse. the ones that did the work. The baby boomers when, were the. They're feminists. the ones that are turning their best. Some of them are turning their turning backs. back against the things that they changed. But you and, have other uh, people in the Gen Xers and the millennials who also certain, certainly feel that way in different areas, and it depends where you are. I think that. The key is that capitalism turns you in, I mean, capitalist pigs, that you, you, you turn against your own interests, humans, you turn against your own people, because we're all people, you turn against your own people in the interest of monetary gain. And that's where things get funky, is that right now, we have an, an administration that sees us not as 
people, but as little dollar signs running around that are consuming or not consuming enough. And if we aren't consuming enough, then we better we better make some babies so those babies will consume stuff. Because when you have kids, you have to there's, we're, but we're literally the means of production and we're producing more opiate addicts. We're producing more uh, incarcerated people. We're I mean. I, I don't know. Hopefully, least, they're thinking of the crapshoot. Like, make everybody have babies, and the ones with money will be fine. I and mean, what is the? And but and that's the, that's like the stupidity out of all of it. It's just like, well, if you want people to, if you want to make money of out of out of us, well, a lot of us have had the same wages. The wages have been the what the same since what 1978. They've been stagnant. Oh. And then on top of that, people keep talking about the unemployment rate. That don't mean shit if people are working two jobs right. and and, and not taking care of their kids. Isn't that funny that you have to work two t- you have you to work two jobs to be able to afford childcare to take care of your child you, instead of being right. I don't know paid to take care of your child because it's actual labor and it's real work. Why why is it only labor if someone else does it? If you're a mom, you get nothing. You get no medical, and then they say, "Oh, those moms on welfare, those single moms, fuck you." They're doing fifteen jobs because being a parent is the biggest job you can have, and I, I just like wake up. It's just because it's but, women's work, but it, it's crazy to me that you but, can pay me to be your nanny, but you don't get paid to be a good parent. But did I recall like back in the '90s hearing this from the Republican Party that you know you know the bootstraps thing oh yeah pull and yourself then, up by your bootstraps yeah. or like you're not working hard enough or i recall uh-huh. this one maybe you shouldn't have that many kids uh, okay so th- so then give us access to birth control give us access to fucking planned parenthood give, services give so you choice. can get an iud so you can get i mean the pill's pretty awful that's the thing if men had to get pregnant you bet motherfucking right now there would be male birth control oh so easy you know if, what? if men had to be pregnant and and if the tables were turned and this was opposite there would be free birth control on every corner it would be in it would be able it'd be dispensed out of candy machines <laughs> at the fucking just um, like the condoms pe- they yeah, yeah they'd be like, everywhere yeah. but that's the thing is men don't like condoms because they don't feel they good don't enough feel they don't feel good yeah except Having a baby for nine months don't feel so great. And having a baby for 18 years and for the rest of your life. And maybe, I, maybe I didn't want, maybe you don't want to create life. I don't want to create life. I want a woman legislator to come out with a visectomy bill. Hell yeah. I just for a tit for tat. And I, of course we know it's not going to get through any kind of like law, but just, just, just to, to put it out put, there, to put it out there yeah. and just have the fear of men well, kind of like how's it feel how's it taste motherfucker? but moments? it would be amazing if there was and there is a reversible vasectomy if when you went through puberty you just went in and you got your reversible vasectomy and then when you're an adult and ready to have kids you take a little test and you <laughs> fucking either get the marriage certificate if they want to be all weird about it or you say I'm ready to have a kid now and they snippety do and they redo it and then there you go now you're shooting for real and you can be all excited about it <laughs> the but responsibility like, test right the responsibility test like <laughs> I like do you, this I'm, seriously it sounds very George Orwellian I mean, but I kind of like I am, it I am kind of a fascist but I think that before anybody has a baby, they should have a license or something that, that, you know, there's like a multiple choice test that's pretty easy to pass. And if you don't pass it, then you get some free classes and we create some jobs for some teachers. Because if you're going to, if you're going to be a 16 year old and you're going to have a baby and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, I mean, wrap the baby up and it's crying. I, I put it in a drawer. 
like just, there's all kinds of dumb things people do with babies yeah. I mean it's a real story I have it in my I have it in my my joke that drilling holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out the baby can breathe in the car while we're hanging oh, out wow. at the bar it's I mean it's a joke but that really happened in San Diego that really happened in Ocean Beach a lady got arrested because she was at a bar in and I had been to that bar too which is really funny and I can't remember the name of it um but I and I have it in my head. I see it in my head when you walk in. There's thing and there's a big, there's the stage and it's like this big empty room and it's down in Ocean Beach. And she put her baby in the trunk of her car with a sleeping bag and drilled some holes. So and when the police so found she could her, get drinking. yeah, so she could go drinking because she couldn't afford. She was like, I couldn't afford a babysitter. My mom wouldn't come over so and she I wanted would drink to go out. And drive with the baby and. <sighs> well, so I'm sure she took the baby out of the trunk and put it back into the car yeah, seat when she drove away. Well, she was hella drinking and driving. Yeah. Fuck yeah, of course she was. But while she was at the bar, she put the baby in the trunk. Real story, true story. That's why I think it's so funny in my joke because I'm like, oh, that's real. Not me, Damn. but but that's the this- kind of shit that I'd probably do if I. No, I'd you wouldn't. A, you got more sense than that. Come on, yeah, Pam. Uh, nah. That's I, true. I, I, I would because if I, would, I wouldn't leave a dog humane, in the trunk, dude. I wouldn't leave a Come dog on. in the trunk. I wouldn't leave a. You baby don't in like the trunk. alcohol. That if the much. baby was asleep, though, girl, no. You don't. You would be like, fuck that. I'll I'd be checking. Home. I, that's true. I'd just be like, I drink at home. I'll just drink at home. That's true. Baby cry. That's true. <laughs> you just drink out. Actually, Girl, and stop. I never, I don't drink around children because I'm too irresponsible. I'm high around children. Like I smoke pot. Um, I definitely consume marijuana um, around children. And I think it makes me a better nanny. Today, this morning, oh my God, I woke up so early. I hung out with the girls for three hours before I got here, nine to noon. We played tennis. We went to Dolores Park. Oh, wow. And we played tennis. It was so fun. I haven't hit a ball with a racket in years and i and i know tomorrow i'm gonna hurt so badly from just swinging the racket around i bet (laughs) and they had me running they had me running a lot and i was like oh you got me running and they thought it was funny because it's sunny out and i was like oh it's getting hot yeah (laughs) it was good though but those kids like that's the thing is i it's and when i say that i love abortion it's not that i don't love i love kids it's just that not for me and i love other people's kids i love other people's kids you give them back you give them back and they give you money and it is great it is like the best thing and i love i love spending time with kids but i honestly can't imagine getting them shots and like taking them to school they're not cheap and yeah all the all the medical things and then also too you want to make sure they you know since our school system sucks you know you want to make homework done you yeah you want to put your child or maybe even spend money on their education yeah private school maybe yeah oh oh, going back to like baby drilling uh, holes in the yeah holes in the trunk Every prom season, I notice there's a story of a pregnant teenager that has her baby, baby in, in the, the toilet. Dumpster, yeah. Or, a, yeah. Tries to flush the baby down the there toilet. There was another one this year. I forgot Ooh, what state. Dumpster baby. I'll, Dump, look, another, that, I'll look it up. Dumpster yeah, baby. Dumpster baby. So, this girl, of course, she was young and she was afraid. And she basically had the baby very, uh, maybe a couple days old. And. What is that that came up? That's funny. Uh, yeah, I put in dumpster, dumpster baby, baby prom, and what came up was dumpster baby prom from um, from Family Guy. Family Guy. Oh, yeah, wow. there must be that. And then Urban Dictionary prom night dumpster baby. 
here I'll read. I guess it's a musical number. We God can damn. Up. Well, uh, basically, it's a. I notice it's like an occurrence every time around prom season. Yeah, like especially if it's some on Some young family. mother ends up saying, "I don't want it." And it's so sad because maybe I don't know. Maybe those people prom prom night dumpster baby is a family guy musical number based on the true life story of a New Jersey teenager who gave birth in a bathroom stall at her senior prom, delivered a healthy baby boy, cut the umbilical cord, choked him and put him in a plastic bag that she nodded and threw away in the midst of it. A girlfriend who heard the sounds from the bathroom stall asked Miss Drexler if she felt ill. The prosecutor said she replied, I'll be done pretty soon. Go tell the boys we'd be right out. A few minutes later, leaving blood on the floor of the bathroom stall, Miss Drexler went on the dance floor with her boyfriend and prom date, John Lewis, ate a salad, and danced one dance. So that was June 25th, 1997, that 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 was the first one I remember. I was in high school doing that. That's crazy times. Um, so I guess it's a it's a musical number by... Oh, here's the lyrics. Oh, this is going to be great. This oh. is the Dumpster Baby lyrics from... Um, Family Guy. I can look it up on the other computer too. We'll see if we can find it. Family Guy. Prom night dumpster baby lyrics. I'm just a prom night dumpster baby. I got no mam or dad. Prom night dumpster baby. My story isn't long, but boy, it's awfully sad. Although I came from a hole. Although I came from a hole. I'm singing right from the soul. I'm singing right from the soul. My fanny needs a blanket and somebody to spank it. I miss my mam. She's at the prom. So I'm a prom night dumpster baby. Prom night dumpster baby. And I'm taking a stroll. He's taking a stroll. He's taking a stroll. He's taking a stroll. Taking a stroll. He's taking a stroll. He's taking a stroll. Taking a stroll. Taking a stroll. And that's it. Prom night dumpster baby lyrics. Good. Because, I mean, because of cases of rape or incest. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to... You should type in "woman throws away baby." I'm sure there's a slew of stories. Well, there's um, bitches get an abortion. But the other thing is that Are if, the you, morning after. if you do, if you do carry your baby to term, there's a lot of places <coughs> that have safe dumping sites. Basically, <laughs> like right here up on 19th, 19th and Folsom. There's at the fire department. There's a picture that says "safe," not dumping site, but safe baby site or whatever you can you can relinquish your baby yeah there's a picture and it's a picture of like a baby it's like a you're allowed to relinquish a baby without questions at a bunch of different places and one of them happens to be the uh fire department on 19th and Folsom so don't murder your baby if you're gonna have the baby don't drown it or fucking strangle it and throw it away if you want to give it away then don't keep the baby if you can't have a baby, then don't keep a baby. Oh, that's a good song. You You'll be, be always crying. Thomas did she's dying. You be starting something. <laughs> Florida woman drops infant while fleeing police. <laughs> baby suffers. We're <laughs> reading this. <laughs> that was a. That's, oh, that, that's, that's great. <laughs> it's powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. Fox News. Woman <laughs> drops baby while fleeing police. Oh, oh, there's video. Oh, oh there's shit. video. Oh my God, you see the baby. <gasps> oh, no. oh. See, she should have. Ha- mm-hmm. A she Florida woman a purposely dropped an infant on the ground as she was fleeing officers who tried to get her to stop running through traffic Monday, authorities said. Kayla Morgan, 23, was arrested and charged with aggravated child abuse. 
Uh, oh, Molly methamphetamine. What? Oh, here we go. Ooh, look at that. Aggravated child abuse you know and resisting math. arrest, according to WES. W-E-S-H-T-V. Morgan dropped the baby head first and the infant suffered a skull fracture from the incident. Marion County Sheriff Deputy said she looks Jesus. messed up. She's 23. Mar- yeah, yeah. Ooh, she's 23 going on 44. Marion County's... Mean, she's 53. She's been living a short time to look 44. <laughs> Marion County's Sheriff deputies responded to a report of a woman running through traffic with a baby near the area of Highway 315 and Highway 40, the station reported. As deputies approached Morgan, she began to run and drop the baby, authorities said. Morgan was taken into custody and taken to a nearby hospital. It wasn't clear whether the infant she dropped belonged to her. Morgan admitted she was taking the psychoactive drug Molly and methamphetamine for the last three days leading up to the incident on the Florida highway. Wait, she's been on meth and Molly, M&M, for two, three days? She told investigators she thought a monster was trying to suck her blood. Well, and here's the thing. A lot of people don't know that um, MDMA and and methamphetamine are synergistic drugs, meaning that one plus one is four. You don't... Not two. You don't, one plus one is five sometimes. You don't mix them. No. Two. If you mix them, like that's the thing, is meth really pumps up the MDMA, which is why they used to cut it. That's what ecstasy that's was, the mix of it in a pill, and that's why you get a jaw thing and blah, 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 because... It would be the, the methamphetamine. And now it's like, oh, it's pure Molly. It's moon rocks. Everything's great. It's still crazy. But um, the methamphetamine, don't do not do those together, people. No. It's bad. No it's M&M. Bad. No M&M. No. And for three days? Yeah. Yeah. She she shouldn't have no babies. This is, there's pictures. Um, we, we put woman throws baby away and there's, all, oh, gross. Oh, God. There's all ter- kinds oh, of terrible God. pictures. What is this? Who's throwing a baby? <laughs> oh, my God. South African man throws his daughter off the roof of their shack. Wow, this is really okay. terrible. There's, uh, if you put that, the internet is a horrible place. Look at this. All right, pro lifers. All right, Why did you yeah. Google, how about that? Google, Google, Google woman, woman throws, throws ba- baby. baby away. And you'll get a shitload of disturb- disturbing stuff. And see, those are the ones who should have had the Here's abortion. another Jersey City woman, woman who throws a baby away. Oh, God. I mean, so that's the thing is that what do we do? Do we say, I mean, because I imagine you find out, let's say you're in Alabama and you find out that you're six weeks pregnant and it's too late. You can't get an abortion. What do you, if you're already poor, I'm, it's not like you could fly to California. I'm a Google. I'm going to Google. Yeah. And then try to find the nearest and, and then Right. And, and then drive. there's. It's going to be expensive. And women used to be like it. Before abortions were legal, they were not only humiliating, but incredibly dangerous, dangerous. and illegal. And doctors don't want to perform them. And then other people, yeah, and other people might not know what they're doing. And I would hope that like a doctor would stand up and be like, I'm totally taking care of this and I'm going to continue doing abortions. But then they can get in serious trouble. They well, can lose their license. They could never practice medicine well, again. And, uh, is it Ale- Well, Georgia, they want to uh, give the doctor life in prison. What? Yeah, that's part of the abortion thing. And then Alabama is talking about giving the doctors up to 15 years in prison if they perform an abortion. So they're punishing the doctors as well. Wow. So, I mean, again, you are about to kill. And and this goes to you crazy ass white evangelicals. You're really going to start killing your own. 
you are you're already on a roll but you're definitely gonna really start killing you're, white women off and you definitely ain't gonna have much of a population not that smart i don't understand not that why. smart i mean i i understand from an economic standpoint why they want all women to be having babies but i just i really i don't there's got to be an answer for, with education and yeah i i don't economically i don't understand because economically this country we may be the richest but there is no middle class so no, no one's anymore. winning no. so economically well, there's the service now we have service industry and we have richie pants yeah and titled we, we motherfuckers don't, we don't think they're better than everybody the, else the public schools are shite so because we don't pay our teachers right. who wants to be a teacher why would you want to be a teacher like not in this or country. do we even get did they even get respect like they just no. finished school the other day i was drinking with some of them and they had roses and then she's like my whole classroom got me roses that's and sweet. i'm like that's nice and she's gonna be driving an uber this summer <laughs> <laughs> no which is it's funny but not funny people but with it's master's a, degrees right driving it's Ubers very and normal and, and this is sad so no i don't understand why they would want i mean if 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 we were living in a uh, I would say, like, if this was Norway, which their their birth rates are really oh, going okay. down. Yeah, um, but that's okay because the population of the world is going up, and we need to stop. We're the, the world. We're all going to be dead in thirty years. Well, Didn't you so read that? I was talking about the white population. Oh, I just mean everyone, all well, humans. I say stop the whole color thing. We're all humans. We're all going to die in thirty years because of this global warming shit that none of us are taking care of. Yeah, but if we stopped all of our carbon emissions right now, maybe we wouldn't die. But we're fucking dead. We're dead but can i can i tell you something yeah, yeah maybe it's the color people's time to take over the world hell yeah and see how we run things yeah and rather than having everything mass produce and pollute it because mind you a lot of us used to live off the earth right hell and yeah some of us are trying to go back to that well but, but it's that's kind of not capitalist that's yeah. the opposite of capitalism right i mean hence you they know, don't capitalists don't want you to be self-sustaining they don't want you to right. be able to take care of yourself they want you to have to go to the store and buy things they don't want you to have to denature your own protein overheat they want you to call doordash they want to have more they want to make you sick by their food and their what have you yeah, and then of course. that transfers to the fact that the pharmaceutical companies will make money off, off your sickness more pills be, yeah exactly yeah of course so it's just like my thing is consume, like consume 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 you know, it's the Asians that are happy. Well, no, excuse me, the Chinese, because the Japanese, they're really going to be fucked because no one's We're fucking all there. fucked. 30 like, years. I'm telling you, I read this thing and they're just like the way that just the heat of what's going to well, happen. Oh, yeah. With what's going to happen, the climate yeah. change in sub-Saharan Africa, like so it's many hotter here. It, yeah. But so many places all over the world are going to become completely uninhabitable. So there's going to be a mass migration of oh, people. Absolutely. Also. With all of this extra water, a, a lot of, if we, we're going to be kicking ourselves in five years for not collecting all of this rainwater that was dumped on us. And this you know, year westernized man did the majority of that damage. Oh, we've done it in the last 150 years. It was industrialized. It was the industrial revolution. We fucked it up. What's back to abortion? What about cases Yay. of rape or insects? No, negative. Have the baby, bitch. The law, the the law Georgia Governor Kemp signed this I fucking May hate that piece of shit. Does include an exception in cases of rape and incest. As the law is written, it requires that the pregnancy is at 20 weeks or less, and an official police report must be filed alleging the rape and or incest. Uh, so, bitch, you gotta prove it. Yeah. Do you, can you prove that your uncle took his willy in your hoo-hoo that and you're sucks. only 10? And and how do you say, and how do you, I mean, that's huh? humiliation upon humiliation. How, make it, make, make it sound right. 
Make it make sense. It is, it's- the same is currently true for Alabama, but the state's newly passed law does not carry an exception for rape and incest. Yep. The Senate weighed an amendment from Democrats asking for an mm-hmm. exemption in cases of rape or incest, which failed to pass. It failed to pass. So in in yes. Alabama, this is pro-lifers. This is pro-life. But this is a child getting raped. That's insane to me. Listen to that. Listen right. to how that sounds. We are we're cutting off abortion because we're trying moral. to save the babies. Mm. But but the babies are having babies. The babies. If the baby gets violated, no. you have to keep it and let that child that you you had by that violation come into this world Oof. fucked up. I mean, that make, do we get? But that's the thing. Do you get free mental health care? No. Like, you know, I mean, you don't get shit out of anything if, out of I mean, these people other than God bless you. If if. Or if a, if a, let's let's make her older than ten. Let's say fourteen, which is still a baby. Still a baby undeveloped. But let's say it's a fourteen-year-old girl is raped uh, by her f- family member, uh, someone in her immediate family. She doesn't want to tell. She doesn't know. Yeah, she's scared. She's scared, and then she's pregnant, and then everybody's mad at her because they think that she's this sexually active. Fast. She's fast. Right. Exactly. And then they force her to have a baby, and then there's a whole stigma that's upon her. Scarlet Letter. And, I mean, d- does she get mental health services because she's been abused by a family member? You know that shit ain't gonna happen. Do you know how many fucking just, cray-cray people are here in this country because of mental illness and we mm. don't do shit about it? Mm. Other than here's a Zoloft, but that Zoloft can leave at any point or... And Zoloft, yeah, Zoloft's I, a good mood stabilizer, but with some people it gives them suicidal ideation. I, yes, so it's supposed to not it's, make you depressed, but at the same time, it can make side, you feel like, I'm side a pile effects, of shit, I want to kill yeah, myself. Side effects include yes, suicide. suicidal ideation. That's yeah. the last thing they say in that ad. <laughs> all those things, all the side effects from all those pills. It's like, oh, yeah. you have high blood pressure? Don't lose weight, fat ass. Just take this pill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't be healthy and eat good foods. And side effects become include a, blindness, deafness, yeah, ir- ir- erectile dysfunction. Yeah, although and that's and isn't that funny that there's? I mean, I'm sure that you can't get birth control with a lot of different, um, a lot of different health insurances won't cover birth control, but I bet they all cover uh, they all cover Viagra. Viagra. That was another thing I was reading about too: the hypocrisy in the um, health field. Yeah. Where yes. Men uh, in in health insurance, uh, they do get covered uh, Viagra and Cialis. Yeah, because yeah, see the that's because the patriarchy. You can't create life without this puss. Mm. I know that's the whole thing. Is like we we are the means of production, but we're not an incubator. We're fucking people. We're people. Women are people, and they get to make choices for themselves. And that men who don't don't. have uteruses, who are never going to be pregnant, who have never bled, who have never had all of, who've never, all of the things that women go through. Although lately there was a scandal up north where some men comedians were getting sort of like harassed and objectified. And um, I don't think anyone should ever be harassed or objectified, but I was like, wow, they're getting it. Like not, and not, and the men who were, it's not that they ever did it before, but it's like. Welcome to the world. Welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I'm sorry. Are you good looking? And everyone thinks they get to talk to you about it. Like, hey, welcome. bro. Like, is everyone talking about your sweet ass? It's sweet ass, bro. But like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Are I they, don't feel Is bad. that happening? Were you getting Were you getting catcalled? Was that Was somebody saying? I mean, was someone commenting on your appearance without you asking for that? And, oh, that's so funny. That happens to me 
every day, day my whole life my, yeah and here's the thing that probably happened to them for a short period of time well it's not like but it's not like they yeah. wake up every day go outside and you know when right. you go out into the world this is what i have to deal with I, so for your like five weeks or five years of what you're paying i test you yeah That's i don't i, I want to see if guys can handle if they could handle the the, the pressure the, the pressure the objectification the cat calling the just all of it just yeah. all the attention all, it's just unwanted attention specifically based on the way you, on your physical appearance which the only reason it's ever bothered me is that a i was told that i'm really supposed to enjoy that because that means i have worth as a person if i'm pretty but i always wanted people to like if, if, if someone's going to call out something i want it to be that i'm in my intelligence or that i'm witty or clever i don't want it to be like because i'm pretty or whatever and because I was, but just only because I was told when I was little that that was sort of the end all be all was that as long as you're skinny and pretty, everything will be okay. Like, listen, I am a girl okay. that used to beat herself up and had a low, very low self-esteem But you're gorgeous. Time. I didn't know that. Didn't I don't, know. I still don't feel that way. And I'm really funny about compliments, but thank you. Yeah. But I don't, I don't mind if someone's like, hey, you're really pretty or, you know, you're beautiful and walk away. What I don't like is, yeah, yeah, skeet, hey, skeet, hey, short, hey, or like, hey, girl, or hey, or don't be coming up in my face. You know what? You dropped don't, something. Yeah. Your, your smile. Sm someone did that to me the other day. And I said, fuck you. Yeah. They're like, no. And then, then he called creative. me a bitch. And I'm like, fuck you more. And I ran faster yeah. uh, because I was leaving work from the tenderloin. Mm -hmm. um, that's but, why I, that's kind of where I get cat called the most. Yeah. But it's when and, I know I have a good outfit on is when they But I always say something. I always have to have the last goddamn word. Like someone be like, hey, short A. I'm like, nope. I will always say something yeah. because I don't like that disrespect of like, listen, did it ever work for you to get asked that way? Right. What makes you think it's going to work now? Because if a bitch did give it to you after you saying some stupid shit, she's a stupid bitch well, for accepting that. It's dick. the expectation Ugh. that we somehow need that validation that right. like my day isn't complete without your comment on what's going on over here. Like this is going on over here. Cool. You're going on over there. That's great. Although, and I do, I do have a joke about it and I, and I do appreciate it when people have nice things to say. It's a compliment. It's not necessarily cat calling. A guy said to me, girl, you got a nice fit on today An outfit, a double entendre. I get See, it. I'm fit. Nice, it's yeah. an outfit. That's a compliment. I'm taking it. I got, You've been living a long time to look 22. Yes. Compliment. Take it. Taking it. Yeah. But you got a cute skirt on. Can I get under there and get a sniff? No. Not cool. Don't like sexualize me on the street. What the fuck? And again, has this shit ever worked? Has it ever worked? Can I get, no. under, can I get under your skirt and get a sniff? Yeah. Hey, girl. Ew, it's creepy. Shorty. Speaking of creepy. Who's your boyfriend? I could be your boyfriend. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Than you your boyfriend. I, 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 you need more friends? No, motherfucker. I, you see, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Stupid ass. Stand on that fucking corner. And what you gonna do for me sit strewing craps on a corner? Not a goddamn thing. Well, we're, we're taught... <laughs> we're, I think that women. Sorry, because I know I got to no, go for no, this when no. I go to work today. Women are women are taught that we should appreciate uh, sexual attention from a male yeah. source, positive attention in a sexual way. That the, that that attention is positive and important for us mm -hmm. as people. Yeah, I'm gonna start the music over again. Keep talking. Um, but it's it's, hard. But it's, it's so hard to be pretty. It's it, and the thing is, it's just like you know, even working in the bar. 
like sometimes when people will grab on me and uh, and i look i'm like what are you doing uh oh i'm sorry i just was trying to get your attention you don't get your attention by putting your fucking hands on me chad okay so it's just like i gotta take shit from when i'm walking into work by the brothers on the corner shooting craps and shit talking about nothing but shit and then i gotta have chad think he has the right to put his hand on my arm or what have you to get my attention oh i hate it when people touch me without permission i'm i'm pretty don't do that uh in the kitchen in our kitchen it's really small um, this one area and we have to like kind of squeeze by each other a little bit and just kind of behind and ahead and forward and and it's like I end up touching people but it's work it's, that's different and I'm and I'm trying to be safe like I'm trying to be like here I am behind turn you around yeah, behind you always you. have the because I, I mean we've got hot things and it's dangerous knives. knives so and we're squeezing by so I try to like communicate with my body that's what but, we do at work too yeah exactly but if you're uh, if I'm serving you and you kind of re- like I'm not cool with that. I don't think it depends. You know, okay, so it depends. I've learned lately, especially since I haven't, I haven't, I've done some service industry stuff, but this has been. I'm coming up on my year anniversary with Benders, and I fucking love it. A dream. It's a dream job. Dream every day, whenever I'm working. But um, oh, now I forgot where I was going. Service, 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 service. What if someone's like touching it, reaching out to your uh, hand. Just what I've, oh, the Downton Abbey thing. So what I've learned is that servants, we're like invisible. Sometimes they see us when they want something. But other than that, it's kind of like being invisible. And and it's weird for me because before I worked at this particular bar, it was my home bar. It's my local. It's my, I'm a regular at Bender's. If you ever want to find me. Yeah, if you ever want to find me me Pam Benjamin if you ever want to stalk me it's no problem <coughs> you come to Mutiny Radio or Benders like you're gonna find me in either place you don't know you don't get to know where I live don't come there because I'm there sometimes too but I'm here and at Benders and at home and then sometimes at other comedy places when I get booked but right now I just haven't even had time um, is RG giving us a countdown you better not be giving us a countdown what, is, what does countdown mean it says one 34 remaining Sh- oh, okay That's whatever okay. whatever no. ig teachers tell your story fuck wow. you ig anyway i feel like downton abbey sometimes when i'm invisible because i'm a because i'm a servant of some kind oh. and that when i'm walking around like they just they don't even acknowledge that i'm a person and and i hate yeah. that now some people do and it's hard because i used to be a person there but i've always treated people who serve me with respect and as oh that's friends i I totally get that i'll go by a group i'm like hey how are you guys doing nothing and be like hey let's try this again (laughs) how are you guys doing because you're gonna i'm 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 running this shit you're gonna need something from me you're gonna need me and you better it's busy time is oh that's the stand there i'm not gonna stand there and wait for you i stand there and wait sometimes when people are just like standing and perusing and i start whenever i start doing something else trying to be productive because that's the thing is because i deal with the money and i deal with food every time i've touched money i have to wash my hands so sometimes i'm like waiting for them because i know i'm gonna touch money and sometimes i turn around and i start doing something with food and then they get all huffy like you weren't just like standing there looking at me waiting for me and it's like no i'm trying to be productive with my time because i've got all these other people like you're not the only person in this bar but so it's there's a lot of i'm it's interesting to see to have been on the entitled side and then to 
sort of now realize I can see other people's yeah. entitlement. It's interesting. But the good thing is, like, at least you have a barrier. Even this is why I love bartending because mm. I have the barrier between sometimes when people want to touch me. I remember oh. people would fuck you live. No. <laughs> um, there were three anyway. people. Yay! Yay that's Thanks, okay. three people. Um, but even if Who so, was watching us. Oh my gosh. We'll, oh, we'll find. We'll find out. Oh, it's okay. I just wanted to see if anybody I knew. There's, I mean, because we didn't. We don't put it on the um the mutiny site. So who knows who's? It's on yours. I need to find a way to tag it or just yeah, do a long video. Yeah, th- throw it on the mutiny yeah. um, IG. That would be great because I don't know how to do that. Because I did it live. Next time I'll do it. I think I can. I'll work it out. We'll, we'll learn. I'll work It'll it be out. Great. But well, let's talk about, can we talk about Portland? Yes, yes. Uh, we need to catch up. We got okay. girl talk. Girl talk. Okay, let's talk Co- about. New Cope in the background. All right. Ooh. Tell me about Portland. Okay, so. And I sent you a message, by the way, too. I, th- I think that I sent you something like, I hope all is well or something corny. Oh, thank and, you. Like, yeah. Well, first, $52 ounces of weed. Oh, and there's no sales tax there. Oh, yeah, I know that So $52 yeah. ounces of weed. Let's just start with that. Wow. 52nd Street Dispensary, shout out. That, that dude, dude. And the other great thing about the weed there is they aren't package happy like we are in San Francisco. Oh, that's good. You bring back your little jar, and he puts it on a scale and presses tear and goes to a jar behind him and fills it up with motherfucking weed. None of this like, oh, it needs to be packaged in a pack. I, I, well, what I need you to do is I need you to put it in a box. I need you to put that box inside of another box. It and is, I'm going to mail it. that box to so myself. Hard. And when it arrives, I can't open it, so I have to smash it with a hammer. Yeah. And then I Use smoke my, my teeth. weed. It's crazy. So A, their pot game is on fucking point. B, their public transit is amazing. I went up there with no smartphone. I went up there with no Uber, no Lyft. I had a, I had 11, let's see, when I was in Portland, it was I like that 15 performances in, I did 21 performances in 11 days all told. But when I was in, when I was in Portland, I was there for, eight days but I only performed for seven because one night I went camping with my friends so seven days of performing I performed 15 times at 11 different venues in, in Portland alone so you uh, everywhere in, in with one, the train so it, yeah, I took was, I took the bus and everything and took their tram but I like the tram it's clean but the point is that it smells good I had 15 performances in seven days that's like so you had more days and shit I had like some some day yeah I had a brunch show some nights I had three shows there was wow. one night the last night I was there they wanted to give me four shows and I was like I can't do the last show I just need to be done at midnight gravy and just t- and just be like that's Damn. it and tons of audiences I got paid I left with like 160 bucks when I went up to Seattle so then I did um four days in, well three nights in Seattle and so I did Sunday Monday Tuesday and I did uh, five performances there um, no six excuse me six performances because I, I did 21 total so 11 days of performing I was gone for 12 but 11 days of performing 21 performances <laughs> so that I basically averaged like two a day <coughs> and everybody liked me and everybody thought me funny I was funny and everybody wanted me on their show and everybody respected me and I stayed with all these different people and I had the best time so, and people were so nice like it's totally different than here like you know how here people shit on me and don't like think Mutiny Radio is a thing up there they all introduce me as this is the this is Pam this is the Mutiny Festival this is Pam the Festival Lady so basically we need to get our shit together for the Portland, Seattle audience because they pay more attention to us. Well, yeah. I mean, not only the comics, but also 
the the audience. Audience, it seems they like, were yeah. super down with everything I was saying. You know, in Seattle, you didn't have to hold back. Well, I did in Seattle a little bit. Seattle, they're really really touchy. Um, <laughs> I have my one little joke about where it's just a, just a smidgen of fat shaming, just a smidge, just a, just a, just a touch. It's a barely. It's a throwaway line. It's my line about Michelle Obama where I say, "God, I miss Michelle so much. She was so amazing. She changed. She changed kids. She like hated fat kids or whatever, and she changed school lunches and made them healthy. And she was like, "Work out, little fat kids." And so those two lines about Michelle hating yeah. fat kids. I mean, I felt the first night on Sunday, the audience just go. And I was like, really? Really? It's fat shaming is a problem with them. They don't like fat shaming. And don't you talk about their pronouns. They are serious about pronouns up there. They are. And it's great. No, they're great with the queers. They are super queer friendly and they're amazing. Well, I know that, but I like fat jokes. I know. I, I, my, my little fat thing was fine. But they're like, accept all bodies. Everything is fine. See, I don't like that shit. I don't like that. You're, you're putting stipulations on comedy. But keep, that's another they're, topic. They're sensitive. Yeah. But I did. In, so in Seattle, I did the biggest, did the biggest room. Oh, uh, which sweet. Is, with the Seattle Underground. So I did it on Monday and you get three minutes. And then I did so well that they invited me back the next day and I got to do 10 minutes on the same. So it's basically the equivalent of me going to the punchline on a Sunday and then being like, wow, that was amazing and giving me 10 minutes the next day. Damn, And so I got, yeah, and they, they also put me number seven in the middle of that show. So it was... It was 12 comics all did 10 minutes a piece and I was number seven, which is like the prime spot right in the middle. It was like totally yeah, perfect. Yeah, everyone's like sat down and already got their drinks. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's ready to go. And they're like, they've already been warmed up and everything's great and I murdered it. I'm so bummed I didn't tape that set. It was the last set I did in Seattle and I'm so, it was the last set of my tour and it was 10 minutes at the biggest venue that it could have been at and it was a full room and they loved everything. So what this sounds like is this might be a regular thing for you. Oh yeah, going yeah. up to Portland I and think Seattle? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe, yeah. would you I tell you do like Seattle. maybe like twice a year kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, well, um, they have, there's a, there's a Ha Ha Comedy, Fe- Ha Ha Harvest Comedy Festival. I remember those tapes, yeah. And um, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm applying for that this year and I think I want to apply as a show too and bring them because they do fun funky show ideas and I want to do my speed dating show where you comedians speed date a person from the community so it's like nice. speed date a florist or speed date a chef and then all these comedians of whatever genders or whatever all nice. kind of go through and then they do they do three minutes of material so first they do two minutes speed dating and then if the person wants to see them do comedy they say I'd like to see you do some comedy and then they do comedy until the person's bored and says next and then another comedian comes up sits down speed dates for two minutes and then the person decides whether or not they want to watch their jokes and then whenever they decide they go next and then th- that's the thing with the lineup too is you can have you have a lineup of 20 people but they might not all go depending on what happens because it's like where where in Seattle is this place located oh no this would be in Portland oh this and, is in Portland in Portland for the Ha Ha Harvest Festival they use a lot of different venues okay so it's just it's a festival over Thanksgiving it's all over oh yeah you should de- yeah. yeah and because I know everybody up there like and this is so funny one Thomas Lundy just came down this week and stayed spent the night at my house and he's a Portland comic that I met two weeks ago so like I've got a really good connection with Portland. I had a really good time staying with Jenna. I have my friends up there, the Wonder family. They're amazing. They've said you can stay. My sister's sister, Katie, um, she was like, you need to stay. I'm up on the north side. We have a guest bedroom. You and Jonathan need to come. So I have like multiple places to stay in Portland. I love Portland. Seattle, it was great, but... 
Portland. Like you're a little Seattle more free. Was like, yeah. But I mean, just well, Seattle is like the new San Francisco, right? And it's yeah, Seattle was more expensive, and the the comedy scene is a little less open to me than the port Portland. Like welcomed me with open arms and gave me every show. I had to work a little harder to get Seattle shows, and then when I, when I was there, one really kind comedian V took me around, and that was amazing. And um, he showed me all the queer spaces, and it was great. I had a great time. Um, Anyways, it was great. It was great in in Seattle, but it was anticlimactic because Portland was so incredible. Yeah, and I'm just like Portland. I didn't get to see my big my big beefy burger though. I didn't see I didn't get to see him. I think he might have intentionally stayed away because I might have scared him off a little bit with my overtly like I think you're so cute kind of stuff. Her, her crush, my crush. Her first I got crush a, I've got a comedy. I have a, I got a comedy crush, and uh, uh, yeah. He lives in Portland. Did, uh, did you mess, let him know that you're coming to oh, town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No response? No, no, he responded oh, back and forth a couple of times. There was one day on Thursday where I was like, I'm leaving super soon. This is my last night to go out on mics. I'm like, I'm booked tomorrow night. On Saturday, I have three shows. I said, I have three shows tomorrow on Friday. I have three shows on Saturday. This is the last night I'm going to be miking. It was a Thursday. And it was. I said, the, the, the Trailblazer game is on. He's like, oh, the game. That's right. Because the game against the Warriors. Oh, and Warriors. I was like, I, you're the only comic in, Sam, in Portland <laughs> Besides Wendy Weiss that I haven't seen, which was a vast over, thing. but I did. I saw like I saw everybody. I saw James Barella. I saw Hunter Donaldson like fifteen times. I saw Jake Silberman a bunch of times. I saw Dan Weber like every day of the week. I saw all of these Portland comics that I know, and um, and I didn't ever see. I didn't ever get to take a bite out of that big burger, and so. Um, <laughs> I know I'm gonna objectify. Why not? He's doll. He's so. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> she usually does a half crushes. He's like really. I mean, he's. I mean, I, just when people are, when you look at it, you know what your type is or whatever. Yeah. And if you see them and you're like, oh shit, like, and he's a comedian yeah. and he's he's he's. Ooh. Women love a man with a sense of humor. That's the oh. yeah, especially self-deprecating one, especially when he cries and stuff. <laughs> so so hot. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, I was a Portland was the best. And the best part about it is that I've never felt so funny and respected and Aww. appreciated and for my comedy and for who I am as a person and for what I'm doing with the station. And wow. like it's the first time that I'm like, oh, there's a reason I've been working my ass off on this festival all these years. There's a fucking reason is that I don't have to send a video ever to Portland ever for anything You'd be I can good. just say I'm up going up and I'm fine same thing with Seattle I, people will book me on shows because they know me from the festival not because my because I don't have a good video I'm trying to get one I've been trying to a, film myself more we could do, I, I actually have now a, a stand where oh, my sweet. iPhone yeah, I need to I need to shoot. film myself ooh, on Friday could, ooh, on I Friday mean, I'm going to do 20 minutes I'm going to do the, the I'm going to do the um the, my 20 minute feminism set with cat calling and abortion the whole deal oh speaking of when are we gonna play baseball again I don't know they haven't told me in forever so I mean I don't know what the baseball. schedule is I know I'm yeah comedy baseball it's on Thursdays so I mean for all I know it could be tomorrow night I, they'll tell us if it is tomorrow night it's it's good because I I actually don't work I don't work I don't work tomorrow. on Thursdays. So, yeah, that's good. It's something I... As we figure out our schedule here at, yeah. on Mutiny Radio. But Portland was... It was really important for me to go, but but when I come back now, now that, I've, that I'm back, I'm like... And I'm, I'm going to say something really offensive, but... 
do oh. it. I kind of hate San Francisco. Ah, yes, finally, she said it. Yeah. Oh, I've I been mean, waiting for it so hard. Yeah, it's just my twelfth year. I'm coming oh. on. I'm coming up to my. I'm coming up to my. 12th anniversary. I'm so proud of you. Thank coming you. To, coming to the light, Carol yeah. Ann. The, the 12th anniversary of being here is this year. And it's interesting because the cycles of um, Chinese New Year, they go in 12s, you know, like year of the, right now it's year of the pig or whatever. And so they go in cycles of 12. Yeah. And um, I feel like, I feel like I'm at the end of this journey where I, because I've loved San Francisco for so long. And now that I went to Portland, I'm like, well, you know, in, in all eight days I was there, I saw one pile of human feces. In eight that's days. Nice. One pile of human feces. And there are no garbage cans anywhere. Why is there no garbage on the road? Oh, and at one point, someone I bummed a cigarette from someone, and they gave it to me, and I threw it in the street, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. And he went and picked it out. He goes, we don't do that here. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. In San Francisco, we all throw them in the street. And he's like, I said, where are the garbage cans here? And he's like, we just keep them ourselves and throw them away at home. I'm like, everyone... I've never noticed that before. It, it is so clean, and... They don't shame you for throwing, well, a little bit. I got a little shame. Even like the dusty areas, like in, there's a certain area downtown that's really kind of dusty. Mm. It's not that dusty it's in contrast to... A contrast in San Francisco? Yeah. One pile of human feces, eight days. I was all over Portland. Well, and then here's the thing. You've been here for over a decade. Yeah. And so you've seen the change. Yeah, I've seen the and change. And that change is not... Hasn't been for the better. It, yeah, yeah. Like so many places and staples are gone, and they, that happens. That happens, but re- really also pissed me off recently talking about. I'm gonna get on the hate train of I. Yeah, I'm I sorry, hate San, San Francisco. Francisco. You kind of suck. Yeah, you're expensive and terrible. And and now the new screens in the BART stations. Big Oops. Brother is here. It's the, in weird. The, when you go to the BART station now and you go downstairs, there's four huge Apple screens, which probably cost more than $10,000 a piece. Did you know what $10,000 Mutiny Radio could survive for an entire year? If you gave us if you gave us $10,000, if you invested in the arts and in the community, we could make this place so much better. But instead, there's motherfucking screens in the BART station because stationary ads aren't enough. No, we have to have moving images constantly telling us <laughs> what to buy and what to consume and who to be. But that's the thing. You're, you, who you are is not good enough. If you buy this thing, it'll be better. Here, first, the entire society is going to tell you you're not good enough. And then we're going to say, if you buy these things, you will be good enough. And then it's like all a lie. It's all a lie. And you think that those screens, and we're watching them, you don't think those screens can watch us? You don't think that they're fucking... They're, well, it is, we are two steps away from Big Brother. We are two steps away from George Orwell's 1984. We are two steps away from the motherfucking truth police and their goddamn screens being in every part of our lives. I think we're already there. I think we're already but there. But I, I know how much we could have got from those screens in contrast to the person sleeping right by those screens. Right? Someone's going to take, I mean, I almost like, I, when I saw them for the first time on Sunday, I shamed San Francisco. I said out loud, I said, shame on you, San Francisco. Shame on this. Shame on you, city. I said, shame on our city. These screens, really? Really? We have to have we have to have moving images. We have to have commercials. How about, we have to have screens about, around us. I'll trade you that screen for that dude that's sleeping right down the street that's all fucked up. How about you give him a nice place to live? Yeah, $10,000. I mean, I'm just guessing, but it could even have been more than that for those screens. And there's it's four probably, of them in it's there. It's probably more than 10. And then, you know and, it is because it's probably the best of the best high tech. Yeah, it's like a big and they Apple would donate thing. donate it. Sure, to but, the city. That's, but and then that's the thing is that I hope I hope somebody, and it won't be me, but takes a brick and smashes one of those motherfuckers. It's going to I'm happen. so angry. But here's the thing I, I like our city to have nice things. 
things like i loved when chicago like would have nice things but the difference is and there's bad homelessness in chicago but in contrast to here this place don't deserve nice things because I don't get to look at nice things when I'm walking down the street because that person laying down or that family that's living in that tent, they're not feeling pretty nice right now either. A guy was jacking off yesterday on 19th Street. This is great. So, but oh. he was under a blanket. So it was in front of, yes. Okay. So I'm walking to Bender's and it's in front of the glass shop on 19th street. And I see he's, it's a dirty white comforter and I oh see there's God. a person under it. And then I see where his crotch is. His hand is moving up and down really fast and his head is covered by the thing. And I'm like, that guy is jacking off. He's fucking jacking off right here on the street under a blanket. Uh, <laughs> mon- Monday night we had, it. there was a dude sitting in, um, like in the lounge area uh, by the front door and Tanya one of the girls who was about to leave he started putting his hands down his pants and saying you're really pretty and how much he was in the bar he was in the bar and so Jacob uh, my homeboy who works there kicked the guy out wow boy didn't move he just placed himself right in front of the door him and his bike and i'm like yo he this motherfucker didn't leave yet he's like he's he's gonna be he's playing games yeah he's he's pushing boundaries and and he still had his hands in his pants i'm like he's still if he's if he's pushing boundaries like that that's a predator that's a person that to be scared of yeah because if you're saying hey get out of here and they're like okay i'll get out of here sort of yeah i'm still gonna be here because i'm imposing my will upon you in some way that's that's dangerous predatory yeah I mean, we, you have a right to feel unsafe he dude Gross. like there's always some crazy shit going outside the bar or yeah. sometimes inside the bar sure again this city i don't i don't how how expensive it is you're not getting your money's worth if you move here people yeah it's a bad stop, investment stop moving here don't please, don't move here if you do i would suggest hey you know what go to richmond I mean, yeah. it'll be cheaper. Walnut Creek. Yeah, something Moved because San Creek. Francisco is dirty. It's grimy. Emeryville. Emeryville. Yeah, the people here suck. Yeah, There's, right now, no one has a sense of humor in this town. It's, no, it's. We'll see if we'll see if Burning Man changes. We'll see a if I get to go to Burning Man, and then we're gonna see. Do we not? You haven't heard about any of the news. So yeah, you are the the nanny, you, the potential nanny yeah, job. Yeah, did at that Burning go Man. through yet? Uh, we're here. Check this out. So right now they're out of the country. Uh, on a family vacation so they weren't right so they weren't allowed to give me a number so now I've got my number real solid of what I want Um, survey says and uh, they don't listen to this podcast so I don't care so it's it'd be 21 days total um, $21,000 no no I, I would add uh, 5,000 is the number that I would love that would be the most ideal number the least amount I'll do it for is three Okay. A thousand a week, but five is. I'm hoping that that's the number that they come at me with because they value me as a person. Yeah. If they come at me with anything lower than three thousand, I'm gonna be like, God, that's kind of exploitative. Like, uh, really? Like, you do you not respect ex- my labor? Ex- exactly. Say it like that yeah. with that fa- same facial expression. Yeah. It's kind yeah. Of exploitative. Yeah. And make them feel low because we're like, oh wow. I and- mean, if you're just coming back from a family vacation <laughs> out of the country, I mean, I don't know if it's Mexico or Europe or what, but it's still, still money with the family. Yeah, exactly with the family. Because so, how many kids? Just one. One. Yeah. 
that's still, but still that's, I mean and then but that's the other thing is you go out of the country six weeks before you plan to go to Burning Man for three weeks I mean you your life is together they, right. got, they got some dollars exactly so that's why I don't want them to undervalue me because also my skills for this opportunity are perfect there's nobody else who could possibly provide the skills that I have I've already been to Burning Man three times I don't do drugs anymore I mean I'm gonna drink a smoke pot but I will never drink around a kid I, I want to look I want to experience Burning Man finally without the drugs like it used to be like, so like drug fueled family yeah like as a family like right. you've done it as a single girl or oh, I was or married single, or I've done it as a married yeah, and, yeah you've done it in different ways yeah but I just want to. I just want to do it through the the eyes of a child, child. like Disneyland. Yeah. You know, like the biggest That's art cool. gallery in the world, and going out all day, and and even I don't take pictures, but maybe I should take some pictures. Oh yeah, and like this is this is when the social media part will come to fun. I mean, oh, I'm not gonna fucking do social media out on, there. You wouldn't put some shit on IG. I will when I come back, but I mean, I just want to take. Art pick, take artistic Well, that's what I'm saying, because, but yeah. I want you to share them. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. that's what I mean. I'm not saying, like, you know, I, I want to see your journey. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm being well, nosy. And I hope, I hope that I can go. And if, if I do go, I think that it will be sort of, especially at the end of a 12-year cycle and, like, that astrological 12 years and, and that being sort of, like, Ooh. part of an age and things. So it's like, here's one. This is a section of my life. That is passing. That that and the reason that I came here to San Francisco was because of Burning Man in two thousand seven. Oh wow! So to be able. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah. That um, I I applied to be a chef for a group, and I got a call from the Prophet Jeff Holmes. He's unfortunately passed. May he rest forever. Um, he called me, and I was at camp, and it was so funny. I was at summer camp being a camp counselor, and he's like, "You won," and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You get to go to Burning Man." And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you're going to be our chef. You're going to be one of the cooks on the team. I want to have you on the team. Oh, and so they, they sent me a ticket. They bought my ticket. And I got to camp with them. And it didn't cost me very much. Um, it was great. And I brought my friend Megan. We had to buy her a ticket. So we split the cost. And she ended up helping in the kitchen, too, and being a champion. Um, but I got a free ticket. And so I went. And then when I was there... Um, wow. Yeah, it was so great. And I had such a great experience. And I cooked for all these people. And you know I love cooking. That's yeah. like my whole thing. And everyone said, they're like, oh, you don't live in, I can't believe you live in San Diego. Whenever you move to San Francisco, you can stay with me. You can stay with me. You can stay with me. And so all of a sudden, I got, I, got back to San, I got back to San Diego. And you know, I had an ex-husband. And then the asshole boyfriend who I'd been boyfriend with all summer. I left my husband and started dating this guy. Uh -huh. And I went to Burning Man. And we were still dating. So I didn't do anything at Burning Man. And oh my God, there's this guy. I'm really glad that nothing happened. Because um, now I know him and we're friends. His name is Evan. And he's a motorcycle guy. But this is 12 years ago. And he's hot now. Like, he's still hot. Like he's, he's hot. But he's <laughs> also kind of older now. He's like my, you know, he's 45. So, but imagine him at 32 oh my god and or even 30 i don't know we were young we were young and he was in my camp and he he did this thing where like because i was yeah i'm very flexible or whatever he he would stretch me and there's this one day he's like come with me and i was like okay and we went to a nitrous tent oh, and it was a man. tent with medical grade nitrous nitrous and you know how i feel about yeah. nitrous and so um and there were all these pillows everywhere, and there was all this medical grade nitrous, and we were all hanging out. Oh, that sounds and like heaven. I didn't do anything with him. He totally like wanted to all get up in my biz, but I didn't do anything because I was dating this guy, dude, asshole guy, the guy down there. I never knew I can't about even David guy. Tuffy. David Tuffy. Tuff. What's his last name? Tuffy. T u f f y. What Tuffy. happened to Tuffy? He. I got back from Burning Man, and he broke up with me. 
and rightfully so I just left my husband and I didn't have a place to stay and I kind of moved into his place and I was like being super girlfriend and he was like this is too much for me and I get it I'm a lot but um uh and I was oh I thought this guy was so hot he he rode a motorcycle it's I'm my fetishes are I mean dark tall dark and handsome uh it's funny but also I love blondes obviously I have a blonde boy but I really I like tall dark motorcycle mysterious riders yes who've been to jail of course or something of that nature something (laughs) of that nature she like them bad something terrible's happened like David Tuffy he broke both his legs being mad at his girlfriend uh or he was breaking up something bad was happening and he he broke both his legs he was in a wheelchair for a really long time and I loved his story because it's like I love that fucking sensitive bullshit that like 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 I'm a strong dirty man but also I'm, I'm like super I'm so yeah but I'm so sensitive too and all that shit but I'm also like Arr. I'm really the pride, but I'm gonna win this yeah I mean so I I like that trope I, it's the it's the James Dean sort of trope mm, I like that sort of you're like you tearing me apart yeah you're tearing me apart Lisa uh, but so so then I'm in this nitrous tent nothing happens I go back home Ugh, and this guy, Evan. And it's so funny because now I still know him. We're actually friends. We hang out at the bar all the time. So I'm actually kind of glad because it would have been maybe a little awkward or something at some point. And it wouldn't be. I'm sure that we'd laugh and laugh and laugh about it. Um, But I got back to San Diego and this David, David Tuffy broke up with me. And I was so devastated. I laid on my friend Amanda's couch for two weeks. God bless you, Amanda. I was like a crazy person and she let me live with her for two weeks. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And so I moved to San Francisco. Um... Where'd you first end up staying? With the people who I was babysitting this morning. Well, no, before Not. the prophet Jeff Holmes first for a month. And then they didn't want me to leave. Like, cause I, I said, whenever I'm with you, you'll, you'll never do a dish and you'll never know I'm here. And I wrap my stuff up every day and I kept it really clean for a month. And, Prophet Jeff Holmes, may he rest in peace forever. He found me the job at the Sophus Estates, and those are the two girls I was hanging out with this morning. So, wow. twelve years ago, it all like kind this of is comes okay. back together. I'm, enjoy- I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying. Yeah, this story. it's this- the Pam Benjamin history. How did I move to San Francisco twelve yeah, years ago? But it, it was from tw- Burning Man. It was it, Burning Man. It's that the twelve I moved year here. cycle. So that that this yeah. th- this is very significant. I think it's significant. Yeah, that's why I'd like to go again because I feel like yeah, the ti- enough the, time has gone by. This that, is another chapter. Right, another chapter, and like. I mean, especially after 12 years, I I did a lot in 12 years. I got two master's degrees. I took over a radio station. I'd never done radio. I'd never done radio. Well, but in San Diego, I never did radio. I just did theater. I'd never done comedy. I did theater. And I did, um, you know, I did theater. That's what I did. I didn't even know comedy was, stand-up comedy was an option. And even, I didn't know stand-up comedy was an option until poetry. And I didn't even know poetry was an option until I wrote a novel in six weeks and was like, I'm going to be a writer. Like, I mean, I just make crazy decisions. But that was what happened before, right before I went to Burning Man. And so I had written a bunch of stuff and then I left my job and then I left my husband and then I got my DUI (laughs) and then I got the trip to Burning Man and then... 2007 was just a whirlwind. Yeah, 2007 was insane. It was insane. And even looking back, it's like, wow, like... And at the time, I didn't think it was that bad, but now I look back at it and I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, that's, that's healthy because think about it at the time of everything just being topsy-turvy if you would have thought about it in that like the manner that you think of it now you probably would have went insane then and not been able to like come out of it somehow some way with without being stronger you know yeah well you, you just, you i think that graduate school was the first link in the chain that was important that was like there's a there's a thing i i always wanted to have 
you know, my ex-husband was a veterinarian and all his friends were veterinarians. Everyone had master's degrees. Everyone had advanced degrees. And I just was like, I, I've always wanted that. I've always wanted to go to graduate school for something that, I mean, obviously, if, as an artist, what a, what a waste of money. <laughs> like, no, but it is to be able to write. I got to write for four years. I got to write whatever I wanted. I got to write this crazy poetry. I, it changed my life. It was great. And I never would have gotten to stand-up comedy if, if not for that journey. And, and yeah. am I bummed that I didn't start stand-up comedy when I was 18, 23? Fuck yeah, I'm bummed. But It wasn't meant to be that way. It wasn't meant to be that way. And I didn't start till I was 36. And... And by the way, all the material that you had gotten by this point. Right. What does an 18-year-old know? Yeah, I know. I didn't have any Burning Man stories. And that's the thing is that, like, even when I don't necessarily think I'm funny, I can talk. We just talked for two hours. Like, there, there's not a... We don't have scripts. We don't have scripts. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah, that. We have no idea what's happening. This is the free-form socialist hour of abortion <laughs> I like that talk. name. I like that name. Yeah. The free-form socialist hour. Yeah. I mean, I know, I've been studying I've been studying Marxists so hard. I've been studying Marx and Engels again and, and trying to mine it for material. I'm getting high marks. I'm just getting high and reading Marx. I'm getting high marks. <laughs> It's, it's a lot of fun. But uh, just about labor, like women actually having babies, it's literally called labor and we don't pay them for it because our work is worthless because women's work. It's like, yeah, women's uh, yeah creating life. Uh, women's work, don't pay for women's that. Work. Creating fucking life. Stretching your body out. Have you seen um, the Rick and Morty where they go up when um, Summer and Rick go on an adventure and they go to the Amazon, they go to the place that... Um, Morty stays home and has a baby and it grows up and it tries to kill everybody but on the land the gazorpazorp or whatever it is the women are all in charge and whenever the women walk up to each other they have arms in their head and they have six arms but they say I'm here if you need to talk I'm here if you need to talk that's like that's their greeting for each other in the world of women where everything is perfect that's hilarious and then Dude. I'm here if you need to talk. I'm here if you need to talk. Communication is I like key. Your, I like your top. But then they get crazy about something. Anyways, it's a really, really good episode. It's really good. So, um, in other words, we're here if you need to we're talk. We're here if you need to talk. You can always give us a call, 415-550-0511. Coming up next is Some Call Me Tim with, let's see if I can, it's not Janesh Rolan, is it? I can't remember. I have to look it up. I'm terrible. I'm excited, though. It's the guy out here. He's listening, I think. I don't know if we've been entertaining or not. Yeah, um... Just up, turn the uh, on that on that iTunes baby. Uh, it's behind the. There you go. You have to press cancel a bunch of times. Just lifting the veil for you guys here at the AltaCast. Um, yeah, donate to Mutiny Radio. Uh, I don't Please. know what else to say. Come see a Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse this Friday. Is all bald dudes. So I'm gonna let all the bald dudes. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I'm celebrating the bald. All bald dudes, and then. I'm going to do 20 minutes at the end. 20? Yeah, I I'm wish gonna, I had Fridays off again. Uh, yeah. Damn. I'm going to do, I'm going to tape it. I'm going to get Jonathan to tape it though, because I need a fucking tape and it's going to be 20 minutes of all abortion jokes, feminist jokes, cat jokes, um, like all, no accidental like racist jokes. No accidental <laughs> racist. I mean, I might, I could talk about stereotypes in my ex-husband's small penis. Cause I love to do that. Um, <laughs> But racial stereotypes and my ex, my ex husband's small penis, small God. black penis. I would love to see a picture of him. Just so I, I never, we never took dick pics. It wasn't our thing. No, not not of his dick. Oh, okay. oh his face. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, we never, oh, right. we never took dick. We were never into porn. We never did that because I because then then I would have known how small his dick was. <laughs> <laughs> Woman's work. I'm sorry. 
my ex-husband he's a really wonderful man and he's very very happy and 12 years ago I left him and I, I'm sure it's the best decision that ever happened for both of us he has two children now he has everything he ever wanted and I was never going to have babies and he has a small dick well it, <laughs> but now he has two babies two children they're, they're growing they're growing up it's crazy but not every just like Gloria Steinem she never wanted to have kids not every woman is meant to be a breeder and with that I say have an abortion have Pop an abortion a pill. Yeah. bye bye <laughs> have it. pop a pill oh the volume you gotta oh, at the top what? yeah it's of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a patter well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk mutiny radio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you i bet my peg leg on it or i ain't scurvy shitface mcrat <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Black, black, elastic. Uh, so, so
comfort in your car and you're listening to one radio station. Muni radio station? You're filtering all, all the others. They are, they are tweeting in all, in all frequencies and you keep them. So just listen to, to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday to two? And you leave the sound quality, quality good and you understand everything that's playing. playing. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tusha Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like Greetings, you two. Mr. Sip here with Camper Killer Commentary number 10. And I'm about to challenge your preconceived... You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four nine nine. And welcoming open.